0: the host of The Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of The Harky Group, Scott Harkey. Welcome to The Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold
1: stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of The Harky Group, Scott Harkey, and today we're going to hear about Arizona Lottery's community impact and business modernization. I'm sure you're, you're either in other states or maybe in other countries, and you know a little bit about The Lottery. The Arizona Lottery is a well over a billion dollar business. So joining us today is Alec Thompson, who is the executive director at the Arizona Lottery, which is a state agency dedicated to generating funds for vital state programs, including higher education, health and higher education, health and human services, environmental conservation, and economic business development. All right, we're bringing it back. Alec and I yesterday talked about how Arizona Lottery impacts the wider Arizona community. We got into all sorts of stuff, multicultural marketing. We got into cause based messaging and marketing products. Really great conversation with Alex, but we're going to bring it back again. And today we're going to continue the conversation and talk about modernizing business for today's consumers. We're with Alex Thompson, the executive director of the Arizona lottery. Let's just bring it right back. What's going on, man? Good to have you on again. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what does that mean? We're, we're modern. Like I love this title. Help me understand exactly what it means. I know the lottery has been around for a long time. And, you know, we're certainly moving into hyper tech and data and stuff all over the place. And, you know, maybe sometimes lottery, I think a few years past were maybe considered maybe not the most forward thinking tech brands out there. Mm -hmm. How do you guys
2: think about it? And how do you guys want to modernize this business? Yeah, you know, I think it's important to think about just how far we've come already. Like, I mean, just three years ago, the lottery was a cash only business, which is like seriously (laughs) mind-blowing to me and I remember this like I remember thinking to myself like this was before I worked here and before I served on the commission but like that I had to like use cash and I'm like oh well I don't I'm not gonna buy anything right like or you have to get cash back it's this whole thing
1: your bills are all crinkled you can't get them in the machine yeah
2: (laughs) exactly like I think adding debit was just huge right like this is a huge transformation that brings in so many more millions of dollars every year and it's directly translated into impact in the state of Arizona, right? So I think it's transformative things like that, but it's also, you know, little things like making it as easy as possible to get your tickets. I know consumers want it to be easy. So how are we able to integrate in-lane purchasing? Um, how do we make that as simple as possible? And so we've launched uh, something called QuickCard in some locations where you can just scan it, then you get your lottery tickets as you exit. just eliminates one step in having to ask for something at that checkout counter where the clerk is trying to crank people through. Or also with the rapid expansion of uh, automated checkout, of self-checkout, you need to make it easy for folks. That might be a vending machine in some locations, that might be a scratch and scan in another location, but making it easy no matter what I'm knowing I'm getting into all these like nerdy lottery terms but <laughs> essentially what it comes down to is figuring out one how do you make it easy two how do you you know make it accessible mm-hmm. and then I think also you know the other piece that I haven't really touched on is how do you keep people engaged once that ticket is scratched and so mm-hmm. that's where the the last piece of retaining customers uh really comes into play through our loyalty app through you know, various uh, other online platforms where we can really keep people engaged after they play.
1: And you have to do all this while making sure you're in line with gaming commission and state laws Uh and other gaming regulations, like the regulation part of it and the innovation and balancing both of those to what
2: you can do under gaming packs and things like that. Like, how do you balance that? Yeah. You know, I mean, this is something, you know, that we're always asking ourselves, We're trying to keep up with, and I'm stealing this, someone said the other day, keep up with this at the speed of relevance. Mm -hmm. And I think we're trying to do that as best we can within, you know, staying within our current policy direction, you know, the current tribal gaming compact. And I think that applies to everyone, right? That applies to everyone who's in the gaming space. The reality is this is a regulated industry and we got to figure out how to innovate and engage players, customers, in the ways that we're able to. Mm -hmm. And so that can pose a unique challenge for the teams that are developing products that are developing the systems that sell the products. I mean, it really does force you to get kind of creative while you stay in your lane. And man, I mean, there's just so many aspects to lottery that I just think it
1: I, I mean, I'm fascinated by lottery. I, I, I have been for, you know, the past seven years working on this business. And it, it's so interesting all the different to your point early, all the different stakeholders from government officials to Uh, community beneficiaries to, you know, retailers to players. And there's just so many different facets of audiences and constituents. But then from even like, like, let's just take the channel of like how you sell lottery tickets. Like you can't sell them online. A lot of gas station, you know, C store purchasing. I think to your point, the in-lane and some of the innovation have really increased grocery purchase. So it's not just like the, the lottery machine over by, you know, like the coin, you know, hub machine, like finding ways mm-hmm. to engage customers where they're at and to make life easy on them, which I know how hard that's been from a regulation standpoint to really bring that innovation. What else do you think other industries can learn from the lottery? Have they tried to make this, you know, lead to modernization, you know, with really at sometimes... This is my words, not yours, but like a a hand tied behind your back in some ways, you know, not purposely by people, but just the way sometimes gaming
2: packs and and laws are set up. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's, it comes down to creativity, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we, like, I think there, there are ways and, and one thing we've been talking about a lot is like, okay, this is what we have, right? This is what we have to to pursue our mission of maximizing revenue for the state of Arizona for public benefit you know, and we've talked about this, Scott, like, how do we really focus on those core products and mm-hmm. and celebrate them mm-hmm. and own them like never before? Mm-hmm. And so it it is, well, you know, we talk about innovation. It's also about not losing sight of your core business, your mm-hmm. core product. And, you know, that's something I'm really focused on. I mean, scratcher sales are 70% of our business. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Draw game sales are through the roof right now because of these rolling jackpots. That That's not something to just push aside and say, oh, we got to keep up. I mean, people still love lottery, like Mm -hmm. you. And I still love lottery. So like those people are out there. I think what we can do is adapt the process. We What we can do is adapt the merchandising. One thing we're looking at right now is, you know, how can we get digital display menus in more places? Mm -hmm. It eliminates that stress of a player getting to the front desk with a line of four people behind them trying to figure out what am I going to buy? I'll take five number fives, you know, whatever, whatever. Like we all have that that ordering pressure, right? Like whether you're at a fast food or restaurant, whatever, but you can plan your purchase. Mm -hmm. You can plan your purchase by seeing it displayed in this, you know, beautiful LED screen that features the products the way they should be. So that's just one example. I love that. and I, I do think
1: to your point, like focusing on the core, I think was such a great insight for us marketers. I think we can get pulled in so many ways and there's so many ways to make a lift incrementally on something, but where are you going to get the biggest impact? What scratcher tickets are going to have the most impact to the bottom line, which ultimately have the most impact to the beneficiaries, which what a cool business, by the way. And 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 again, I kind of what we talked about yesterday is like, what are those peak on peak moments? You know, if if 70% of our sales, which I know they are, you know, part of, scratchers and if a, a lot of our sales are in C-stores. And, and if, if you look at the scratcher, you know, 20 plus products, what are the top products? Wh- what are the top C-stores? And how do we peak on peak in terms of seasonality? And, and there's little stupid stuff like, to your point, like modernizing digital screens and, and mm-hmm. a way to order efficiently, which I know QSR business, they've seen a huge lift from just modernizing their screens for ordering. Mm-hmm. A lift we got, which I thought was insane, was, you know, LED signs, gas stations. Like, mm. just, hey, let's put better signs up. Like, it doesn't need to be this cam- cutesy, over-the-top creative campaign. It can be some peak-on-peak moments with some yeah kind of old-school tactics, like big signs or billboards, which have come upon right. the show in the past. So, I think
2: that's a great reminder. Yeah. I mean, outdoor still works, right? T- totally. Out of home is absolutely critical and I think we're looking at I just learned this term today explosion proof signs, right We're looking into explosion proof signs that go on top their gas pump toppers yeah that have the kind of traditional lottery sign or numbers you know where with the updates with the jackpots I mean those little things will make a big difference you know it gets you all excited you're like filling your car up with gas and then you're like, okay the the powerballs at six hundred and seventy five million.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially with
2: impulse buys.
1: Right. I think it's a great point. And I love that we didn't say we're digitizing a lot or we're doing this, we're doing that. Just modernizing could be simple. It doesn't need Mm -hmm. to be some game changing, insane tech takeover, you know, whatever. It's just making it
2: more available and more relevant to everyday consumers, it sounds like. And, you know, I think one that we haven't talked about is optimization. And I'm sure you all talk about that a lot with the ad space, the social mm-hmm. space. But what we're looking at is optimizing price points right now. So, you know, looking at our price points working for us and gets your peak on a peak. Well, mm-hmm. should we have all of these different price points during the uh, holiday season? I don't know, but let's look at it. Should the crossword, for example, be a lower price point? So I think looking at all of that, con- always looking at that. And this is an ongoing activity, I think is doing an assessment of your core making sure that you're you're not neglecting by the bright shiny object that feels really sexy and exciting to the executive team but to the players it's maybe not as exciting you mm-hmm. don't know you haven't tested this is a risk but the core is not a risk you already know what the core is going to do for you
1: that's pretty cool and when you're when you have such a loyal audience of you know Thousands of players, tens of thousands of players that love different games, you know, and I, I think some people in marketing sometimes can, can take like a jerk the wheel approach and overcorrect in some areas. And I love a lot of terminology that marketers are talking about. Some of the big agencies are trying to own this term and I think it's genius. I wish I thought of this, like, you know, Stagwell Group and Widen are really talking about this fandom that really were in a, a generation of marketing that's all about fandom. So. Arizona Lottery has fans, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Major League Baseball has fans, right? But, you know, Major League Baseball needs to evolve, but they also can't completely piss off their core audience and their fans. Mm-hmm. I think Lottery is very similar to where trying to innovate and to get new people to be brand fans, but also make sure the core fans continue to stay engaged and to continue to be even more loyal. Like, how do we get a, mm-hmm. a loyal... St- a five loyalist to a seven loyalist? How do we get a seven up to an eight and an eight to a 10 to just complete fandom? And I think that's the real challenge of marketing, but I love how marketers are thinking about it as, you know. and there's so many different terminologies. I I think the worst is consumer (laughs) to brand fans. And I, I love the insights you've dropped on us. I think it's been great. I think it's been definitely beneficial for marketers out there, especially someone that has this size of scale and budget but also, in such a confined geographic location, it's really interesting as a marketer, what else are you excited about in for the future?
2: you know i I mean, I love what you're saying first of all, I love what you're saying about fandom i mean i i I guess I have not really embraced that. I guess I've been out long enough to not <laughs> use that term, but no, I love the thought of fandom because I think once you see lottery, once you experience lottery or gaming or whatever your passion is, like you do you can become obsessed and and it's yes. uh in in a in a really cool way. Like I'm obsessed with it because I, I see the impact it has, but building a fan base of lotteries for whatever your reason is, it might be because you love triple red sevens, but it might be because you love the impact that it's uh, having for environmental conservation. But, you know, I'm, I'm just excited about our continued growth because, you know, I think, uh, the lottery's continued growth is something that directly benefits Arizona communities. It directly benefits, you know, things that we all care about, that we all benefit from. And so, you know, I think I'm really excited about engaging a new generation of players about diversifying our retail base, starting to bring in just a, a player base or maintain a player base that looks like Arizona. And that has to be our top priority hmm. because we need all Arizonans. this has to be, you know, the governor always says we want to be in Arizona for everyone. I always kind of take it a step further and say, you know, we want to be Arizona lottery for everyone <laughs> uh, because we need everyone to play lottery. We need everyone, hmm. uh, adults, uh, 21 plus <laughs> yes, uh, to smart. play lottery. Uh, so that we can, uh, continue this growth and continue this more than four decades of impact on the state of Arizona that has truly been transformative in a way that removes the burden from taxpayers. And it's something that I think we should all be celebrating and all buy into.
1: Hell yeah, man. What an ending. I couldn't agree more. And what I love about you is you actually do care, right? Like there's, there's people that care about making money for shareholders and, and they care about their employees. For someone to be a public servant that actually cares about the community and wants to increase revenue from a business then can directly impact where they they live and what they care about, you can see it. And we definitely can see it from you in terms of how you conduct the business, how you're leading the team, and what you guys are engaged in in the community. So. That'll be my last, you know, kiss-ass comment of the day, considering you are Well, client. thanks, Scott.
2: You are a shareholder as an Arizona resident, so <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm pleased that you are pleased with uh, the way we're running the business. Uh, absolutely. It's <laughs> it long overdue to
1: have you on. I'm so glad you came on. I'm sure we'll see you very soon. And yeah, thanks for everything, man. Cool. Thanks, Scott. If you'd like to contact Alec or you want to learn more about him, or we're going to put his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. And you can also find the website, ArizonaLottery.com. Another link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes, like always, we're going to put them on rebrandpod.com. That's rebrandpod.com. We put everything there, episodes, summaries, contact information, anything you need. I did want to let you know about another sponsor that's coming on board. First, we, we had LinkedIn, which I was super pumped about. The next one, we have a new sponsor coming on board. I'm going to let you out. You'll probably hear the ads, but it's Shopify. So we've got some really cool sponsors. As you guys know, we don't pay to have guests on. They don't pay us. The sponsors make this happen. And th- big thanks to our producer then Shapiro. At I hear everything. We're in like his little marketing suite of podcast, and he's killing it for us. And we appreciate him so much. You can find me pretty much anywhere. You just at Scott Harkey on you know probably LinkedIn and and Instagram is probably the best places. But you know we're on TikTok. We're on we're on all those things. So if you want to reach out to me, and I uh, would just keep building this marketing community. So I appreciate you all. And uh, again, the biggest thing KPI for us in these things is people subscribing. About seven thousand plus strong marketers subscribe. We'd love to have you. If you know people that that continually want to get better at the the craft of brand marketing, we hope you send them to this. I know a lot of people reach out to me, say, hey, I sent this to the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So anyway, that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.